On this week's episode of No Green Eggs and Ham, Recycling Yourself, How About Them Apples, and Kids, Am I Right? What? Welcome to No Green Eggs and Ham, a podcast about nothing and everything. It's not a show where we take jabs at the infamous Dr. Seuss, but where we dive into topics like art, weird inventions, pop culture, and anything having to do with cubby-wubby womb room tea. So throw on some clothes, grab a coffee, and ignore your responsibilities as you listen to the Just OK Sounds of your host, me, Sam I Am. Here we go. Hey, everybody. All right, let's get this started off with the first topic. Um, And I ran across this, and I thought it was just amusing. Um, It's called Recycling Yourself. So apparently, in 2019, a bill was passed in the state of Washington to make it natural organic reduction a legal option. So what that means is you can turn a human body into compost within weeks by giving the natural process of decomposition a gentle boost, quote unquote, according to IFL science. Not sure what that is. I'm not even going to click it. Bodies are put in a temperature controlled rotating vessel along with some wood chips, straw and gases. After the process is completed, a cubic yard of soil per person is left which loved ones can then take home to grow a tree or a plant from if they so wish. So just... Why cremate? You know, why are we wasting valuable resources by cremating a body? Why bury it? You're not going to grow a tree from inside of a, a coffin. So... Why don't you just go ahead and donate your body to the cause and get it naturally and organically reduced? Yep. So that's the thing. Could you imagine coming home and finding a pile of soil on your front stoop or on the sidewalk in front of your house and you know placed on carefully on top of um, what do you call that tarp? And then your landscaper standing there waiting for instructions on on where to place grandma. Where do we put this? And then and then what are we planting there? Well, I don't know. Grandma loved pear trees. Let's go ahead and uh, put her over there because it's an empty lot right there. And let's go ahead and plant a pear tree. And then grandma can produce fruit. And then we can eat grandma. That's essentially what you're doing, right? Just all that that moisture and the all the when the rain comes, or when you you have your sprinkler system going on, and it's wetting that soil that grandma is made up of, and the the tree is soaking in. So she's she's it's soaking in grandma. Grandma's being soaked up by by a tree, 
And then that fruit that's produced from the flowers, beautiful flowers, beautiful fruit, that's grandma. I, Washington. Seriously. All right, so now let's talk about kids. Kids are amazing. And I am so in awe of mine. Now, I know most parents are, and that's a great thing. But for me, I I didn't picture myself having kids. In fact, in my late teens, even mid-teens to early 20s, I did not want anything to do with marriage and kids. Um, And then, you know, I I found the right person, and we had our first child after, you know, a few years of marriage. And... Ever since then, I've been in awe, and I've been, you know, I don't know. I'm a, definitely a changed person because of my children, and I, ha- I have two girls, and I, I have no power anymore. But that's fine. It's it is what it is. What am I gonna do? And they are just amazing, both of them. They're so creative. They're so just that they each have their own characters and or they're both characters and they both have a a different way of going about things or approaching a problem or dealing with something and i've used this analogy with others before so if you've heard this forgive me but this is the difference between them and i'm still in a little bit from iron man with this if there was a trip line okay and you had to figure out a way past it and it's the only way you could go you have to go past this trip line. My oldest daughter would build something to go over it. Okay, so you wouldn't hit the trip line and everyone would be safe. My youngest daughter, she would take whoever's next to her and throw her on top of the trip line and just walk over their body. They both made it. They both got through the obstacle. One has more collateral damage than the other one. But they figured it out. And that's exactly how they are. They will both. I mean, they have a lot in common, but they are completely different people. And they both will approach something differently than the the other. And it's just amazing to see how they work together and, and what they do and what they create. My, my oldest loves to write and to draw, uh, especially draw. She loves to draw. I don't, maybe not especially, I think she likes to do both, but I remember when she was either three or four, I can't remember exactly the age, but we were watching a cartoon and it was on a DVD and and the DVD actually had uh, extra features. And one of those features was one of the artists showed you how to draw the character. And we were watching this up, watching this up in our bedroom. And when it was finished, she went downstairs to the, to the dining room, got a piece of paper, got some colored pencils or crayons, I can't remember. I, I still have the picture somewhere. And she drew what that person drew. Now, that's not the amazing part. So, normally a child sees in 2D, and they will draw in 2D. Whether or not their, their brain is actually working that way, I mean, what they see is probably 3d obviously when they're drawing they think that maybe it is but normally you see a a front shot of whatever they're drawing 
you know if they're drawing a person they're looking right at you their full body you can see the whole thing well this character that the person was drawing in the instructional video was drawing it at an angle and it gave it a 3d shape so you actually you're not looking straight on at this character you're looking at an angle and she drew it verbatim now the quality wasn't the same as what you saw on tv but for a three or four year old it was fantastic and it looked you knew exactly what it was i mean like i said the quality wasn't the same but it was good and she was showing it in 3d the thing was at an angle and she would draw like dragons and fairies and stuff like that all the same way you know in school she would draw like front facing and you know for projects and stuff like that but when she was at home and creating on her own she would draw these pictures that did not look like something a three-year-old or four-year-old would do i guess at that point she was five yeah kindergarten at five years old but this the original thing i'm talking about she was doing that before she was five and it was just incredible and i remember during covid and starting a little bit beforehand she was writing and she was inspired by the fact that i was writing a book so she would write her own and she would take pieces of paper and staple them together and she would draw and she would write and i remember one day in the midst of trying to finish this book that I was writing she came up to me and maybe it was at dinner time I'm not I'm not even positive but she wrote like four or five books you know in, in the span of like two days or a week I'm not even it doesn't matter but she says hey daddy how many have you written and I was like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> it completely destroyed me I was like seriously <laughs> she's trash talking it was hilarious it was it was absolutely funny and i finished my book not long after that and i said well it's a little bit different but yes i get the point so she had gone and she made an entire series and it's just it's about fairies and dragons it's all the things she loves she loves fairies and she loves dragons they both do both my girls love both those things but my eldest especially loves fairies in fact she she has created an entire environment outside in one of our little gardens for a fairy. For a particular fairy that she believes lives here. And it's, I mean, she made it an abode. I mean, at several, she has changed this location or this little dwelling so many times. And each time it gets better and better and more amenities and just <laughs> leaving little things that the, she creates bowls for the fairy, baskets and and containers that the fairy can collect things in you know because she's seen that on the tinkerbell movies that they would harvest and they would make things out of grass and, and whatever she she will make things out of leaves and it looks legit it's really creative and she does this all the time she's always doing this she's always creating she can't stop creating and the other one the youngest is the same but not as much so in the same sense like she she can't really write right now she does a very good job with her name and she can write words phonetically uh, as most kids do at her age uh, but not a lot and she will draw uh, she loves to color um, her big thing she loves to sing and when she's playing by herself she'll sing a song she'll just make up a song and just sing it and she's very creative that way and she's her brain 
works differently than her her sister and but they both have this unique creative ability that you know my wife and i are, are cultivating as much as we possibly can and allowing them to do things and um you know if they're interested in a, in some kind of a particular subject we we make sure that we you know find what we can so they can read about it or watch something about it um you know the youngest can't quite read yet she's doing good in reading but she can't read you know full books like uh, the older daughter but that's how that goes and so we're doing whatever we can to cultivate those those talents that they have and and the artistic creative interests that they they both uh, both have and so the youngest will also make things for for outside she loves playing with uh, insects and um, she loves studying you know about them and they both do but right now the youngest is is more into that so she got a uh, a worm farm uh, for her birthday and we're going to set that up and she's going to start on a little worm farm i mean right now she goes out and plays in the mud and and finds worms anyway and you know so it just seemed like a the logical thing is get her something that she can actually do with those worms so i mean these these kids are tremendous and the youngest is a, a comedian from from day one day one of taking her home um she she would wake up in the middle of the night laughing and that's how she woke up like that in the morning from a nap time for the longest time she would wake up and just laugh and yes in the middle of the night for my wife it's annoying but it's not like she was screaming you know so that that's good um it was very pleasant and she would come up with these jokes these one-liners and it, it's just tremendous and I, I have journals for both of them and i actually have let's see so uh for a couple of examples um for the longest time she the youngest one considered herself the boss she always wanted to be the boss and she figured that she was the boss um and then when we told her you're not the boss it's like okay but all right so you're the boss of me but who am i the boss of and it's like well this, you know it's a pecking order kid um so you know if if she wanted to watch something but somebody would watch something else like an adult wanted to watch well i want to watch you know grown-up shows she'll be like yeah but i'm the boss so this is what i want to see it's like, well, that's not that's not how that works you can just go to bed <laughs> so she was she is an absolute character and um let's see i'm trying to to think of one in particular let me find one uh okay so here's okay so her and my wife uh they were visiting me in the basement while i'm working and they were telling me that they're going to go to the library so here's here's the conversation my daughter says daddy make sure amanda who was a fish at the time is safe make sure no bad guys come and hurt her and the other fish if a bad guy comes you kick him in the belly and the face my wife said where did you hear that where did you learn to talk like that and my daughter says jesus and then she <laughs> ensues to suck her thumb and puts her head on my wife's shoulder because <laughs> i i mean everyone remembers the story of you know jesus protecting the fish you know he was he wanted to feed the 5000 but there was one fish in particular he wanted to keep and he wanted to 
protect. And a bad guy tried to come and take that fish, and he kicked him in the belly in the face and said, don't take my fish. You know, we all know that one. And so, <laughs> okay. There was another time uh, my wife made waffles, and the next morning uh, there was a one waffle left. And my wife said to the girls, we only have one piece of French toast, and I can split it, and you can each have a piece. And my oldest daughter says, yeah, in half, and it will be even Steven. And my youngest says, or my sister gets none, and I will have a whole bunch. <laughs> and then she laughs and smiles. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I can't handle it. I, it's crazy. I, it's, it's insane. And so my oldest daughter, she loves Legos. They both do now, um, but my youngest, or my oldest has loved Legos since she was like two and she was very responsible with them at that young of an age and I remember the first time we were really doing anything with the Legos we were sitting together at the table and I gave her like this little um, flat piece to build upon and she was she was building like little walls and she had you know put trees and stuff and it was it was very fun to see. And I remember uh, while we were doing it, she had this little tree and it fell. Uh, she was three, or, three years old at this time. And so she was playing with the Legos and she was basically making her own Christmas village because I was making a little Christmas village out of, out of Legos to put up and put on display and stuff um, because she loves to look at them. And... As I was building a house, she accidentally knocked over a tree that I had on there because she was, I don't know, moving stuff around. And she said, I'm sad. And I said, why? And she said, I broke it. And I said, no, 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 no you didn't. I put the tree back in place and it, it was fine again. And she says, I'm so happy. And so <laughs> just, <laughs> she put her hands on her, on her cheek and she's like, I'm so happy. It just They're both just unbelievable and they inspire a lot. Um, a couple of the characters in my book are inspired by them as many things in the book are and inspired by real events or real things that I'm interested in and two of the characters in there are inspired by them and I can't wait to to get to the progression of those two characters because you know it's not like they're mirror images of them of course but it's it's very it's great motivation to uh, to the writing process to be able to base it on something that you you love and um you know i can't think of two people that are more inspiring for that and you know it's just amazing what you learn as a parent just by being around your kids and and the things that they come up with and i mean yeah the old saying kids say the darndest things and they really do but then it gets you thinking too like what well, aren't they are they right you know it's like <laughs> they come into like very deep deep thoughts and even though it doesn't seem like it came from anything you have to think like man i think they're right or there's some truth to that or you know it's just it's unbelievable so i can't wait to see what they do and and what they come up with um i don't know you know they're too young to to actually know what they want to do and you know it took me forever but I, I think they're they're much smarter than i am so that that'll help 
and you know my my oldest loves to write and loves to draw and i i think she really would love to write books and that's great if she does if she doesn't she does what she does and she also loves animals and she has a mind for science and she's very very talented with that and my youngest I, she's six and i'm not sure exactly what she wants to do but uh, she loves animals as well and they both would probably make great zoologists or you know whatever uh, what do you call them veterinarians <laughs> i can't think of the word so uh, who knows uh it's just it's we have their artwork up and my wife started framing some of it and it's just you know the progression throughout the years is something to to admire my little space that i'm recording this in right now has a bunch of artwork and little things that they create and my youngest um she loves to make treasure maps and she'll you know scribble on it and she'll roll it up and then put like a rubber band or a hair tie or something and then she'll leave them i, I had like a big pile in front of my desk and what are these? She's like, treasure maps. It's like, oh, okay. So where do they leave? She's like, well, I can't tell you that. I said, okay. Can I look at them? She said, no. I was like, okay. Well, then what do I do with them? She's like, they're just for you. I was like, yeah, but I can't look at them. I can't do anything with them. She's like, no, just save them for me. I was like, okay. Well, I just, I can't handle it sometimes. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, as we go on with this podcast, I'm sure I'll... I'll th- find more things amusing and and more antidote anecdotes to share antidotes i don't have any antidotes but anecdotes they'll provide those apples apples everywhere there are apples 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 so apples how many apples can you name just think of your favorite apples uh, apples that you might have seen at at the store, uh, market. Apples that you've maybe seen at some kind of apple festival, um, an apple picking, an apple farm, apple picking farm, um, an orchard, <laughs> as some would call it, I guess. Um, how many apples do you think there are out there? How many can you think of? Don't cheat, like, you know. How many can you think of? You have like the Granny Smiths, you have Red Delicious, the Macintosh, the Honeycrisp, the Snapdragons, the Ruby Reds. How many can you name? Well, what if I told you that you will never be able to name all of them? Maybe maybe that's a little stretch, but if you were to eat one apple, one different type of apple every day, how long would it take you to get through all the apples that are known right now? And that doesn't even include the ones that they're coming up with. Like Snapdragons and and what are these other ones? I, I don't remember. But Snapdragons are fairly new. They're like a hybrid and they're delicious. They're very crispy and, and they're from upstate New York. But how many years would it take? That's right. I said years. 20. 20 is the answer. 20 years it would take you to eat one of every kind of apple. There are 7,500 different types of apples. That's insane. I didn't, I didn't know that, and I just I came across this 
you know, while just looking for interesting things to tell you guys. But the, like, I, I maybe could pick, like, 12. Like, if I, if I actually crammed and actually thought about it, I could probably come up with 20 different apples. Maybe. But 7,500? Now, that's worldwide, of course. But that's just, that's just too many apples. I don't know. I, has anyone ever tried all those apples? That's something to figure out. Or to, to learn about. To find out. What do you... I don't even know what I's saying anymore. So here are, here are some... Oh, jeez, these are a lot of facts. But let's go over a couple of these. Out of the 7,500 different types of apples, 2,500... 2,500 are grown in the United States. So one-third of all the different apple varieties are grown in the United States. 2,500 different types of apples are in this this nation i why how a hundred varieties of apples are grown commercially in the united states so maybe that's that's how we don't see all of them but that, that that's still a huge number like i couldn't picture a hundred different apples that are actually put out into the marketplace but that's that's only a fraction of what's actually produced in the United States. I mean, that's that's insane. And apples, they're grown commercially in 36 states. That seems reasonable, right? I mean, I, I don't see Arizona being a great place to grow apples or Alaska. I mean, I'm sure there's some areas of Alaska that aren't, that are more like Iceland than they are Greenland. I don't know. I've never been. It's it's crazy. And I <laughs> 7500 apples. It makes you want to try, you know, at least all the ones that are in your native land. Could you ever get through 2500 varieties of apples? Uh, maybe I'll go for the 100 that are commercially grown in the United States. I'll go for that. Because that's just absolutely insane. Apples harvested from an average tree can fill 20 boxes that weigh 42 pounds each. That's an average tree can produce. 42 pounds. No, I'm sorry. 840 pounds of apples. That's insane. I wonder if that's apples harvested. I mean, is that total? That's, I don't know, it doesn't say, but that would be an interesting thing to to learn. I, I, I'm assuming that's not total. I'm assuming that's every year, right? Because I don't think that they have a, uh, an expiration date, you know, for when they can stop producing. But that, that might not be true either, I don't know. I'm not a palmologist, which is the actual name for apple growing. And in colonial times... Apples were called winter bananas, or melt-in-the-mouths. Why? I don't know. It doesn't give me any more information about that. You can't just say something like that. You can't give a fact that says apples were called winter bananas or melt-in-the-mouths and not give any context for that. That's absolutely insane. How do you do that? That's... I. 
Newton Pippin apples were the first apples ex- exported from America in 1768. Some were sent to Benjamin Franklin in London. Never heard of the Newton Pippin. Are they s- still in circulation? I mean, are we still producing those things? Let's find out. Hold on. Newton. Is it Pippin? No, Pippin. I knew it was Pippin. I just. Whatever. They are. They're still in, still in circulation. But they started back in 17th in the 18th century. They look like a Granny Smith that went a little bit brown at the top. So it just looks like you left a Granny Smith. Like, okay, so here's the thing. How do you know all these different names? How do you know that isn't just a Granny Smith that's a little bit past the ripe time? Or just, it got, it got sun bleached a little bit. You know, it was out in the sun too much. How do you know that? How do you know that's not just a Granny Smith? I mean, it's, look, it's it's good for baking, as is a Granny Smith. It's hardy. Same with a Granny Smith. Yeah. Maybe I'm talking about apples too much, but uh, you asked, so there you go. Nobody asked. I, again, this is something that nobody has ever said to me. Hey, can you talk about apples? And that'll do it for this episode, my friends. Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, some of you are just so loyal, and I, I really, really do. Uh, it touches my heart. Thank you very much for listening. Um, go ahead and leave a review if you can, or a comment. Uh, NoGreenEggs.com. You can see all the links to a different places where you can get the episode. Uh, leave a review on Apple. If you're not subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're using, please do that. That will will that will really help me um, in you know getting this podcast out there uh, at a grander scale. So let your friends know, family know, leave a review, like it, subscribe. Thank you guys, and we will see you, see you next time. No, what is it? Oh, you 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 know the thing. Thank you for listening to No Green Eggs and Ham. Editing is by Yovino Consulting in Glencove, New York. Producers for the show are me, myself, and I. The theme song is written and performed by Donnie Ronaldo. On a guitar that I gave him. Because I don't know how to play. If you reach this far in the show, please take an additional few seconds to leave us a review on whatever app you're using to listen to us ramble on about nothing and share the podcast with your friends. See you, not see you, next time.